are some things that we deal with in this world that we think are bad things? Pandemic. Pandemic. Uncontrollable sickness spreading throughout the earth. Who we'll say that's bad? It's bad. What what else do we do we deal with on earth? Murderers. Murderers. All around us and we don't know who they are until they're pushed to a point or at least at least yeah. until they decide that they want to allow the thing in their heart to act out what air and opportunity has kept them from. Murderers. Racism. Just to look on somebody and boil in hatred for that person because of your ignorance concerning what you're mad about. War. Why do we have to deal with that? We haven't had anything to happen on these shores uh, that we've seen that are living. Oh, wait, no, there were things. We had bombers, school shootings. We had the towers fall right before our very eyes in our lifetime. These are things that we look at and consider them to be bad. World hunger. Look at all these things. People lose their homes. People lose their jobs. People lose their loved ones. All these things. We look at and call them bad things. But before we get ahead of ourselves, ask yourselves, what do these things cause you to do? When you see a tsunami hit a place that you're not in, what does it motivate in you? Does your heart go out towards that people who are affected? When you see people who are dying left and right because of something they can't control, does your heart go out to them? There is something God put in us that he wants to stay activated, but we cover it and callous it with our own selfish wants and desires so that it takes something like that to melt it away. Yeah. Why do we let, why do we have to get to that point where we see things like that in order to act like we're supposed to every single day? Our feelings get in the way. We reject the truth of who we're supposed to be. That's rejecting the truth. And every day he lets us live to see another day so that we can have a chance again to be what he's created us to be. And he wants us to feel the liberation of being truly who we are. And that's what it's going to take. Bring your minds back in. The children. Think about the children that are not dying. Mm -hmm. What about the ones right in front of you that annoy you? That you don't want to have anything to do with? You have to see them in a situation. There are children in schools today. That people will not pay any attention to. Unless there's a bombing. Or a mass shooting. 
Pray for this place. Pray for it anyway. You see how we, we respond to tragedy? But it shouldn't take that. He's, he, God allows these things to happen so that we can remember that it's in us. It's there. It's there. But some people will push even past that and just be like, why would God do? just blame him for it? Oh, I thought you didn't believe in him. I'm sorry. But why then would Jesus destroy the people that rejected him instead of giving them a chance to accept him? Even with his own life. Where we left off last week. Oh boy. Peter walks into the temple. And he just goes in. And the people saw him and John and the ex-layman yeah. who was begging for years. Remember, he was lame from his youth and they knew him and saw him now as a man jumping and leaping and praising God as he goes into the temple. And Peter saw, when Peter saw the people come in marveling at what they had seen, this is what he said. Ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why look ye so earnestly on us as though by our own power or holiness we had made this man to walk? The God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob, the God of our fathers, hath glorified his son Jesus, whom ye delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But ye denied the Holy One and the just and desired a murderer to be granted unto you and killed the prince of life whom God hath raised from the dead, whereof we are witnesses. And his name through faith, I'm sorry, and his name through faith in his name hath made this man strong, whom ye see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Pause for a moment. He just laid out what we said last week. You rejected him. You desired a murderer. Why would you accept a murderer? What, what would cause them to say, give us Barabbas when they could say, give us Jesus? Pride. Pride. You know, there are a lot of different ways we can look at pride. When she just said that, you know what I saw? I've already started in this direction. I don't care what comes in my way. I'm going through it because I'm going to see this thing all the way through. Right. Because you set a schedule in your mind. I'm getting here, but he's innocent. I don't care. So you don't listen to logic. You don't listen to reason. You don't listen to truth. You've got in your mind what you want. And you're going to have that. Mm 
That's pride. Full speed ahead. Well, if you're given the option to take a murderer instead, give me the murderer. Kill him. What kind of mindset is that? I was going to say, that goes full circle back to what the feelings of man mm, do. Right. You're so caught up in how you feel. But the prophecy said he had to be innocent. And they had to be in the wrong. They had to do it the wrong way. They, they say one of the greatest injustices in the world is an innocent man being put to death. Mm. Not just being murdered, but being put to death. The law justifies his life being ended and he's innocent. Mm. It's one of the biggest failures of humanity. And yeah. it always happens in superpowers. Yeah. So you, you, you're seeing it literally illustrated right here. He's innocent, and they have to go the wrong way and be visibly wrong to fulfill the prophecy. Hmm. Yeah. That's something. And they are standing here as witnesses. It continues. And now, brethren, I walked... That through ignorance, ye did it, as did also your rulers. But those things which God before had showed by the mouth of all his prophets, that Christ should suffer, he hath so fulfilled. Repent ye therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out when the time... I'm sorry, when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord and he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you, whom the heaven must receive until the time of restitution of all things which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. Then he starts to go into this explanation. So if we look at it, it seems like he's just dropping the hammer on them. But he gave them a soft landing. He gave them a way to not just be offended. Why would they be offended by what he's saying? What would cause, and you can't say pride. <laughs> What would cause them to be offended by what Peter just said? Isn't he saying the truth? Is he speaking the truth right now? Yes. Okay. So why would they be offended by it? Shame. Oh, explain shame because... I say shame because you have to come to grips that you did that. Mm. That everything pointed to God or everything pointed to this being Jesus. You know he worked miracles, but you were in that crowd saying Barabbas. Mm. That, that was something you did. And there's nothing like really coming face to face with a wrong decision that you made. Mm -hmm. Willingly made. Yeah. And that's, that's an important thing that you say willingly, because it was willingly that they did it. Well, I was actually going to say um, conviction because it hit them, because they knew, not, they knew the prophecy was true and salvation was there. 
mm-hmm. but they rejected it. Mm-hmm. And Peter called them out on it, and they didn't like that. Also, if Jesus was who he said he was, then that undid every bit of authority, mm-hmm. influence, and power that they had spent the last few wow. hundred years mm-hmm. gathering to themselves. Mm-hmm. Because an important thing to remember too, and this goes back to what we learned in Ezra, those who were Pharisees and Sadducees and rabbis um, is what they gradually became. But going back to times like Ezra, they were the people that would have been the scribes. Mm-hmm. The scribes were the ones who eventually became the rabbis and the Sadducees and Pharisees. So really their power came from knowing what others did not know. So mm. then you have Jesus come onto the picture who's just freely telling people <laughs> what you don't know. Mm. It starts to deteriorate some of your power, yeah. which makes them want to, you know, pop their chest back. Well, who are you supposed to be? Are you the Messiah? Well, if you're the Messiah, just tell us and we'll listen to you. You should already know. Then pride kicks in. Yeah. Because... You're acknowledging the fact yeah. that I don't know something that I should know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that brought this strong divide between the two of them. And not getting into this, but years later, that's when the church starts turning on its own people. When mm-hmm. people try to do that same thing and get the word available to everybody so everyone can read it. And it's not just left to the interpretation of a few. Sister Nancy, go ahead. Um. What he just said, also that it was done in public. Right. Because if, exactly. if you talk to somebody and you know, like you pull the wool, uh, pull the blanket out from over them in private, it's one thing. They might be convicted, but in in front of those who you want to impress or you want to have a certain uh, way that you're presenting yourself, it's a different matter. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. So then, like he was saying, pride will kick in because. You've got all these other re- other things that are now open for everybody to look at and make a judgment on. So it's not quite the same thing unless you really mean in your heart, you really mean right. Mm-hmm. Then it won't matter. Amen. It's an uncomfortable position to be in. When you've convinced so many people of who you are because you've convinced yourself that you are such a person until the time comes where you have to deliver. It's just something about it that is activated in human beings. If I go out to the job and I'm new there and even if it's not a job specific thing but something that I do know that another person may not have considered because of practices that they may have or things that they gotten used to. And this is what we've always done and everything. And I just come onto the scene and show a more efficient way of doing it. There are those who will, oh, okay, that, that's interesting. And they may even consider it. There are others who, who do you think you are? What do you mean? What that question says is that what you're doing is threatening how we've done this for years. How many years between 
Malachi and the angels in the field. 400 years. Mm -hmm. That was enough time for the uh, Pharisees and Sadducees to come about and develop within them all this language. Because remember, at this time, this was not a time where prophets were coming because prophets had a direct link to God and God would tell them what to say. These are people who read, who learned and had the knowledge. And that's as close as a prophet you're going to get. These are like self-made prophets. Because I'm going to tell you what is because I know what was. Mm -hmm. But the problem was they were so caught up in what was, but they couldn't see who was right in front of them. The same one they've been teaching about, looking them right in the face, giving them words from on high. A prophet hears, oh my goodness, a prophet hears the word of God from God and receive it and will say it themselves. Look at what's happened here. The voice of God through Christ is speaking directly to them and they cannot hear his voice because they listen to their own. God speaks. Who is Jesus? God. And he's speaking directly to you. And what do you do when he speaks and tells you what you ought to do or say? Well, there's a a thing that happens with people. But on the day of Pentecost, Mm. he spoke it a different way. And now they are open once again. The reason why that day had to happen, because it was not enough for them to just learn the words, the scripture, the truth, because you had 400 years of that. People learning, studying and showing themselves to have accumulated all this knowledge. But with what power? It was not enough. Moses was one who would lead them. And then he speaks about Moses here. That God said through his prophet, for Moses truly said unto the fathers, a prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren like unto me. Him shall ye hear in all things whatsoever he shall say unto you. What are you rejecting? He's told you. You guys know this. uh, Moses said this, that he was going to do it. And then he did it. And you're supposed to hear everything that he says, but that's not your response. That wasn't your response to him. And it shall come to pass that every soul which will not hear that prophet shall be destroyed from among the people. Yea, and all the prophets from Samuel and those that follow after, as many have spoken, have likewise foretold these days. Ye children, ye are the children of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with your With our fathers saying unto Abraham, and in thy seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed unto you first 
God, having raised up his son Jesus, sent him to bless you in turning away every one of you from his iniquities. So he's telling them the purpose of Jesus' coming is to turn you from your iniquities. Turn from, what does that mean? To turn away from your iniquities. What is iniquity? Unforgiven sin. Unforgiven sin. So you got a stop pile of sins. How does it happen that way? How could you have a stop pile of sins? How can you have sins mounts up so high that are not forgiven? I thought God forgave sin. What's happened here? Is there a contradiction? Does iniquity itself mean that there's a contradiction? Isn't God faithful and just to forgive us of all our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness of the flesh? Yes, but um, <laughs> his, uh, there, there's a part that we have to do because it is our choice to um, ask for forgiveness. And it's until we do that that we are not forgiven of sin. Sister Chapman? confess our sins mm-hmm. he's faithful and just to forgive and cleanse us from all our righteousness there's a there's a role that we have to play we don't just um we don't just i'm sorry loud. we don't just um god doesn't just decide okay i forgive the world for all their sins the sacrifice was for the opportunity for you to ask for forgiveness, for you to be forgiven, but it comes down, goes down to a choice that you have to make yourself so that you can receive it. So I, I believe that when we have iniquity, those things are things that we don't bring to the Lord. And that is, it's not like um, when, you, when you're saved and you've uh, been forgiven, but it's more like, I believe that's more so like when you are not saved and you don't have Christ and that iniquity to abide there. I think I have a question. Is that what it means? A very important component here also that may be forgotten. Two words, we and us. Who is the audience that John is talking to? Is he telling the entire world, if we've uh, right. repent of our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us all in the world, humanity, mankind, our sins? Those who don't, don't ask for forgiveness. How about those who have never accepted Christ? Oh. How about those who actively reject him and cause others to turn from the faith? Are, are these also a part of we and us? So those two words, we and us, are very important because we have to know who is being talked to. In the Old Testament, the, the scripture says that God is not gonna, God doesn't hear a sinner's prayer. Now that 
seems like a contradiction because we're all sinners until we're forgiven. And how do you ask for forgiveness? That right. that was the thing they brought up. You have to be a sinner. To, you have to offend to ask for forgiveness, right? Mm -hmm. Or you're not asking for anything. If you are perfect, how can you ask for forgiveness for yourself? So it says, uh, God will not hear a sinner's prayer. Well, sinners have to pray to become not sinners anymore. Mm -hmm. You know? So the, the important thing is that we know who the audience is. And I would pose that question to the Bible study. Who is the audience there? Who is, who is being addressed when, when the scripture is saying that he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins? Who is us? Uh, and not Netflix. the first lady or the, or the founder. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Put her hand down. Somebody wanted to. Sister Chapman said believers. To believe. No, that's the first lady. Evangelist Nesbitt? Evangelist Nesbitt, I think you're on mute. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes, perfect. Huh? Can you hear me? Yes. 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 Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> well, we started out with iniquity, which is unconfessed sin. In order to have your sins forgiven, you have to ask for forgiveness. You have to confess your sins and realize it that they are sins and, and confess them. And in order to do that, you've got to believe. You know, it's not just a bugger, yeah, yeah, you know, man, I'm, I'm, I'm bad. You know, I do a whole bunch of stuff. That's not, that's not repenting. So you got to believe the scriptures say, you're going to come to God, you got to believe that he is. And he's rewarded him. seek him. So there's some belief in there that you have to have in order to confess your sins. To realize their sins, you have to realize who that they are sinning against, who you're sinning against. Mm -hmm. So it kind of all comes together that in order to confess your sins, to be forgiven, you've got to believe in the one to whom you're confessing them to. And Iniquity piles up on believers too, because we if we don't confess our sins and we can let them pile up and pile up, not acknowledging our sins before God, then we can have uh, iniquity also. Mm -hmm. So it can it can pile up on on us, and I think it's mostly referring to us, but I think it's mostly referring to believers, but to anybody. You want your sins forgiven, you've got to confess them before God. That's part of the repentance. Amen. Amen. When we look at this question, what we don't want to do is humanize the attributes of God. Because he's given us characteristics of himself to humanize them. 
we can't then turn our humanized version of what he's given us to make God more human. That subjects him to even a lower species than us. We don't, he doesn't need us to give him anything that he's given to us. That's like trying to turn baby food into even babier food. How do you break it down even more? But what you do, look at it in terms of time. When you confess, are you a sinner? Do you have to wait for the words to come for it to be so? Do you have to wait for those words to come forth for your heart to be repentant? The reason I ask that, because we're getting towards the time. Look at what Jesus said to the man that was lowered down. Your sins be forgiven. Who heard him confess anything? Mm -hmm. God did mm -hmm. from his heart. Mm -hmm. And when his heart was in a posture to recognize what he had done. Now, it makes sense for you to confess it as a human being because you got to. There's, there's something we have not touched on mm -hmm. that we have to have mm -hmm. in order to do that. In order to confess your sin, you've got to have contrite spirit. Well, in order to do it, mm -hmm. in order to perform it, you have to take on something in yourself. Humility. Yeah. Humility. Yeah. You've got to humil. You have to have. You have to be humble. humble. <laughs> <laughs> not humility. You have to. Be humble because when you humble yourself, it pushes pride away from you. It says, just like pride will say, I don't care. I'm going to have it my way. Humility says it a different way. It says, I don't care. I'm going to have it his way. And so it pushes pride to the side and opens you up to do what he's called you to do. Confess your sins. You can't confess your sins full of pride. God doesn't hear the prayer of a sinner because you remain a sinner as you pray because you won't let go yeah. of the pride or the thing that would cause you to humble yourself. Right, right. So there's the sinner just praying. He's like, well, what are you doing? Because I'm not hearing that. But when that was sinner humbles himself and seeks after God, he feels the emotion of it, the feeling of it, and all that it takes time for him to experience. God saw when he confessed it before he felt the aching of his heart. And the transformation that took place is not something that he did. It's what God did in him. Isn't that amazing that if you are not a sinner, that you can pray for forgiveness? For sin, because what happens is God says it doesn't take me time. It takes you time. I was going to say, too, I like the way you said that, because it's like it's almost like the verbal confession is like the byproduct. It's mm -hmm. the manifestation right. of what's already happened in you. What's already happened in you is a separation from the sin and mm -hmm. a desire to come away from where you currently are. Right. What you're saying is the confirmation to you, but God's already heard you. Yeah. 
Amen. And this is the thing he said that unto God, unto you first, God, having raised up his son, Jesus, sent him to bless you, not destroy you. Remember what we said before when, why don't you just rain down fire from heaven? No, to bless you in turning away everyone, every one of you from his iniquities. That's a blessing to turn from this stockpile of sins that I've accumulated, that I've allowed to just sit there and, and God just bless me so that I don't have to deal with that anymore. Through his son, he's given me a, a way to get back to that right standing with God. Sometimes we don't turn from it because we're not really sorry for it. We don't turn from it because we don't really want to let it go. We want to see how far this horse is going to ride before we jump off of it. God's saying, get off the horse. I have a different mode of transportation for you. He can lift you. He can raise you. He doesn't need you to, to try and figure out how he's going to do it. He'll do it in his time.